Well, we are uh, celebrating this week our independence and the forming of our, our nation and our country. And I want to talk some about that today. This is a little bit unusual for me, but uh, you, you're going to believe with me to get, get, get it right? Get it right? Go to First Thessalonians, please. Does the uh, scripture say anything about your country? It does. First Thessalonians 5 and 18. You hear people talk about, church people at least, uh, the will of God. You know, what's, what's the will of God? What's the will of God? Well, the first place to go look for the will of God is the Bible. Huh? And whatever the Bible tells you is the will of God, then that's the will of God. Not subject to somebody's individual interpretation. And 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything, do what? Give thanks. Why? Because this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus concerning you. What's the will of God? Un, beyond debate. Beyond question. What do we know is the will of God for every one of us? To be thankful. To be thankful. Not, not just give thanks once every ten years. In everything. That means in every situation, and I say sometimes kind of humorously, but it's still true, in your pajamas, <laughs> give thanks. In the kitchen, right? Give th- In your backyard, huh? Come on, help me out. In, in the car, in everything. Somebody say everything, in everything. So what ought to just... Uh, continually be coming out of your mouth and mine. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And there are many reasons for this. Many. Um, one of the big ones, in fact, turn with me to um, Romans, the first chapter. One of the big ones is that it is connected to light and revelation. I had uh, a number of years ago, we have a series, um, what's it called, entitled Thanksgiving Victory. And if you you hadn't heard that, it is good (laughs) if I did preach it myself. That's what my grandma used to say about cooking. Now, now back when she cooked, there was no microwave. There was no, she's in heaven now. But she, she, uh, one of her stews that she would make, big old pot, you know, and everything started from scratch. And, and she'd, I, I can see her at the stove now. She'd go, she'd go, mmm, that is good if I did make it myself. <laughs> and she wasn't lying. 
But in the series, Thanksgiving Victory, it's available online, no charge, no cost. Um, That came out of the Lord asking me a question one time in a time of waiting on him. I don't mean I heard a voice, an audible voice, but inside me very distinctly in a time of praying, waiting on the Lord. He asked me, the Lord said, Keith, would you like to know how to enlarge and increase your capacity to receive from me. Now, do you know how long I had to think about that? (laughs) I mean, immediately I said, yes, yes, and please, yes. Right? Would I like to know how to increase my capacity to receive from him? You know, if you'd have asked me to describe that prior to hearing that, I probably wouldn't have said it that way. But uh, obviously, our capacity to receive can be enlarged, can be increased, or it can be restricted. It can be limited. You know, the psalmist said that they turned and limited the Holy One of Israel. They, They didn't limit God as to who He is and what He is, but they limited what He could do for them through unbelief and a number of other things. But uh, the Lord said, I can, I can hear somebody say, well, give me the answer. Give me the answer. <laughs> Hold your horses. <laughs> Were you scared I was going to forget? <laughs> we got the Holy Spirit helping us up in here. Is that Okay. Uh, <laughs> the, he said, Keith, would you like to know how to enlarge your capacity To receive from me. I said yes Lord. Yes please. He said. Cultivate. A lifestyle. Of thanksgiving. Did you hear that phrase? Cultivate. A lifestyle. Of thanksgiving. How many believe every word is significant there? First of all cultivate. What does that mean? It's not going to happen automatically. Cultivate. And then what was the next word? A lifestyle. That's not just something you do on Sunday morning. Right? This is how you live. A lifestyle is something you do morning, noon, and night. It's how you live. It's how you think. It's how you function. Cultivate a lifestyle of thanksgiving. So what we did, we made up little, uh, what do you call We put them in uh, frames and stuff and put them around at different places in the in the ministry. Remember to be thankful. Remember to be thankful. And every time you see it, what should you do? You remember, is that right? To be thankful and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, you can see the absence of this in society today. And you can see also why the Lord Uh, exhorts us and commands us along this line. In Romans 1, Romans 1, and I believe it's uh, verse 15 or so, uh, he's talking about the gospel. And he says, as much as in me is, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God 
to salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first, also the Greek. Therein, in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in, or the margin says, to them, for God has shown it or showed it to them. Because, uh, excuse me, for the invisible things of him, of God, from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Now this is talking about everybody on the planet. This is not just talking about believers. This is talking about the ungodly. And every, what, what? That to say, and I've heard people say this, there is no proof of God. There is no evidence of God. Are you joking? Huh? Look at your hand. Feel your heartbeat. How about gravity? How about oxygen? Huh? The heavens declare the glory of God. No evidence of God. Just everywhere you look. People say, well, no, there was the, 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 the Big Bang. Well, the, when God said, let there be, there may have been a Big Bang. <laughs> Something happened. But to say that everything is self-generated, created itself from what? That's not science. That's a belief based on nothing. Now, granted... Us believing the Genesis account, that's a choice. But you can't say it didn't happen. You weren't there. Is that right? And you can't say you know how it happened when you deny that. So you ought to at least be honest and say, I don't know. But I'm glad, and, and people say, well, y'all are just poor, you know, ignorant folk that need the crutch of religion. Leave us alone. We're happy. <laughs> and there's no need in fighting with anybody about it, because in just a few more breaths, you're going to find out for yourself. Huh? And past this life, there are no agnostics. There are no atheists. And I'm convinced you and I are going to be so happy we believed. Come on, everybody say it out loud. I am a believer in the Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth, and in His Son, Jesus, the only Savior, the only Redeemer of all mankind. Hallelujah. I am. I am a believer. It is a choice. But to say there's no proof of God, 
That's being willfully ignorant. Look around. Now granted, it, it, creation is in a fallen state. That is, God didn't create it the way it is. But even in its fallen, cursed state, so much beauty remains. Is that right? So much amazing things. You know, we were singing God Bless America. We're looking at the mountains and the prairies and and the oceans. That's one of my favorite things to do if I've got a day off, especially if I'm in a different part of the country that I hadn't seen before. I like to get on a motorbike if it's available and just ride through and see what God made. Hallelujah. It's just, and, and our country is so wonderful, so so blessed. I mean, we got some of everything. Is that right? It's just amazing, astounding, and we ought to be thankful. It's the will of God. Is that right? So when you when you become confused and cease to be thankful, you are out of God's will. Did you hear that? When you stop giving thanks and believe something else, you are out of God's will in regards to that. Because God's will is, in everything, give thanks. Hallelujah. How many understand? I did not write this. Huh? And how many are thinking that throughout the day, throughout the night, anytime the conversation lulls and you're reminded, what should you open up your mouth and say? You going to do it? It's the will of God. Now keep reading. He said even God's eternal power, even the Godhead, is shown and revealed in the things he made. So if you have open eyes, there's revelation in every flower, in every tree, in every animal, in every mountain, in every lake. There's revelation all through the creation of God. And if you want to you want to see God, don't go to the library and pull out a dusty theology book. Go outside on a clear night and look up into the sky. That's him. Oh, oh, you know, you know, it got, it got kind of hot around here. Is that right? Last week in Florida too, man, it was, whoo. And you know, the sun is 95 million miles away. I'm glad it wasn't 80 million. (laughs) <laughs> we we got no clue how far that is. Huh? I mean, you know, we use that as kind of an impossible sense. Well, it must be a million miles away. No, how about 95 million miles away and it's so hot, you're hoping your air conditioner don't quit. What kind of being can create a star? That has that kind of gravity and that kind of power. It keeps pulling the, the, the explosions into itself and compacting and blowing back out again. It's, 
It's astounding. And God made a bunch of them. Is that right? We don't have any clue. I heard the other day they had developed a new telescope and and they pointed it toward a part of the uh, galaxy that they didn't think much was out there. Think again. (laughs) It was stuff, stars, systems everywhere. We don't really have a clue. What's out there? But did your daddy... Your daddy claims you as a son or daughter. Somebody say, my daddy. Big daddy. (laughs) He's the biggest there will ever be. Created it all. Hallelujah. And the earth, he made just for us. The Bible said the... uh, the, the heaven, even the heaven of heavens, is the Lord's, the psalmist said. But the earth has he given to the children of men. Well, he's got a bunch of them. He gave us this one. And this says that even people who claim they don't believe in God, there's evidence of God all around them, and they see it whether they admit it or not. And that's what he's saying, verse 21, because when they knew God. Now, that doesn't mean they were born again and walked with God. That word's also translated aware and perceived. When they became aware of what, of the existence of God, they didn't glorify him as God. They didn't acknowledge him. They saw it. Whether they were a a six-year-old child Are you listening? Or a 60-year-old and seeing something, seeing the beauty, seeing the astonishing detail. Phyllis and I were walking down the road the other day, just walking with the dogs a little bit. And I saw this tiny little bird come and sit on the the fence by us. And I thought, he's got a scaled-down version of a brain just like what I've got. God does miniatures. And then, and then Phyllis said, well, what about a chigger? (laughs) Talk about miniature. Huh? What kind of being can scale it from a chigger to a blue whale? Huh? Systems. You want to believe it all just spontaneously created itself out of nothing from what? We don't have any evidence that anything ever created itself. Why would you believe such a thing? Even people say, well, you know, they call creation this and creation that. You can't have creation without a creator. <laughs> Yeah, I could be a little biased about this. But you know, when you're right. (laughs) Keep reading. When they knew God, they what? So there was a point when everybody on the planet, no matter what they say, 
And usually it's more pronounced when they're younger. Before they've learned to be deceptive. And even fool themselves. But there's a point. When every boy, every girl, every man, every woman sees something of the creation of God. And and, and at a moment they are aware of their creator. But you don't have to acknowledge him. You can pull back away from that. You can hold on to some lie you heard in college. Are you listening? Some stupid thing you read in a book. And you can reject your creator who gave you life. You're a fool if you do. But you can. Now notice what happens if you you do that though. They didn't glorify him as God. And what else? Neither were thankful. And something happens when you're aware that God's done something and you choose not to be thankful. What happens? They became vain in their imaginations or in their thinking and their foolish heart was what? Darkened. When you choose to be unthankful, it darkens your heart and your understanding. And you become dulled and you become diminished in your perception and awareness, making it easier for you to be deceived and fooled. Now, if that's true and that verse says so, take it the other direction. Huh? What if you are thankful? Well, instead of being darkened. Oh, come on. Can you see this? We, we talked some about this in that series, Thanksgiving Victory, but you'll be enlightened. And if you need help, you don't start griping about what's wrong. Oh, come on, church. Are y'all with me or not? If you need help in something, you will not find the help. You won't find your healing looking at your symptoms. You won't see healing. You won't see a miracle looking at the problem. You won't see your provision looking at the bills. What would be the beginning of coming out? The beginning of more light and more answers and more help. You start thanking God for what you have. Come on, can you see this? And to him that has, you're getting this, more Will be given. And to him that hath not. Not thankful and not acknowledging. You'll lose even what you have. Now we're celebrating our independence. We're celebrating our country. Should we be thankful? It's become popular. To criticize. And to find fault. And to judge. And even disrespect and disparage our founders. Huh? And to say all manner of unkind things. But that is being darkened in the understanding. Not seeing, not understanding what has happened. Y'all are quiet. (laughs) He said, their foolish heart is darkened when they don't give thanks. 
and professing themselves to be wise, what actually happened? They became fools. They think they are so smart and don't realize they are, they are absolutely a fool. Now, when the Lord says do something, you should just do it because he said so. But you can be sure of this. There are many reasons why he said to do this. He didn't say give thanks to him all the time because he's insecure (laughs) and needs somebody to tell him, thank you. I assure you, God's not insecure. He was doing fine before we got here. Huh? No, he loves us, but don't think such a thing. He's saying it for your benefit. Among other things, what did he ask me? I'm going to paraphrase. Basically, he's saying, Keith, would you like to receive more? Huh? Would you like? Well, apparently, your, your insides have to be enlarged. There has to be some enlargement and expansion for you to be able to receive. And there's something needs to happen to affect that. And the Lord gave me a, a direct way to make it happen. Huh? And it's easy. All I got to do. Talk about two powerful words. Somebody say. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, somebody say, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Go with me, if you would, to the book of Acts. In talking about our country, thanksgiving is appropriate, is right. In Acts 17, 24. I'm getting stirred up about Thanksgiving. Are you? I don't want to be a fool. Well, then I must be thankful. God that made the world and all the things therein, seeing he's Lord of heaven and earth, dwells not in temples made with hands. Now, our series, you know, that we've been on for weeks is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And that's not this building. Hmm? That's what he's saying. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Verse 25. Neither is worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he gives to all life and breath and all things. Do you enjoy breathing? Take another breath. And then say, thank you, Lord. (laughs) Huh? Take another one. Thank you, Lord. Did you know you wouldn't have anything to breathe if he hadn't made the atmosphere? And you know he had to make pressure. You don't think about it, but if you if you move your hand through the air, you feel something. This is not nothing. This is not nothing. There's some 14 pounds per square inch pushing down on your skin right now. You are at the bottom of an ocean of air. And without it, you can't be here. You can't live. So take another breath and say, 
thank you, Lord. And we're not having to pay by the ounce or pound <laughs> about what we breathe. Yeah, Woo! Free as air. <laughs> Makes you want to take another breath. Uh, verse 26, he has made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth. Now, verses like this just upend the idea of separate races. To believe in separate races is to believe in evolution instead of creation. Sometimes people say, well, you're just a, you're just a brother from another mother. No, same mama. Eve. Do we or do we not? All have the same mother, father. Going back to Adam and Eve and then Noah and his descendants uh, and, and having a different eye color or hair texture or skin tone does not put you in a different category of human being. That's right. This whole race thing is a lie made up by men. And it's not, it doesn't describe, it's not just a color thing, it's categories. Separated into categories, and, and every time you see separation like that, you know the enemy's in it because a house divided. Is that right? Can't stand. It'll fall. Deception, division, destruction. And so the enemy's always trying to do that, whether it's in your immediate family, whether it's in your community, whether it's in your country. But you and I should refuse to participate with the enemy's deception, our division, our destruction. Regardless what other people do, we're going to walk in the light of the truth. And we're going to be thankful, thankful, thankful. Keep reading. God has made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. Do we believe that? I said, do we believe that? Read it again. He has, God has determined. That can also be translated ordained. The times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. So that means it was no accident that you were born in this country or whatever country you were born in. And you know, all of the, uh, the migrants that, that have come and are trying to come in, uh, like Phyllis talked a few weeks back, our heart goes out to people. But at the same time, uh, the U.S. is not everybody's savior. Cannot be. And everybody should have liberty in their own country. And, and, and if a country will turn to God, no matter how far down it has been, God will lift them up. Is that true? And only God can do 
what the countries and the peoples of the world need to have done. The U.S. is not big enough to even begin to do all of that. And so wherever you were born, you also have a right and have spiritual authority and can use your faith for your country. Is that right? And believe God for it to be blessed and be kept. And just like we prayed here a few moments ago. But you'll find that, like we said earlier, it's become popular to disparage our country. Many are speaking ill of our founding fathers. Now, we shouldn't have any misconceptions that they were perfect any more than us. But uh, how many countries have you helped found? Are y'all with me now? Huh? I was thinking about the, the famous quote from, was it Nathan Hale? Who was caught endeavoring to get intelligence for the uh, colonial armies and against the British. And, and he was executed and hanged. And, and before they hanged him, he said he regretted that he had but one life to give for his country. Now, do you imagine that he thought right about everything? No. But can you not respect that kind of commitment and that kind of sacrifice? Can you not realize that without people doing these kind of things, there would never have been a United States of America? And to imagine, well, if I'd have been there, I'd have done this and that. What are you doing where you are? Can y'all help me with this today? Huh? What are you doing where you are? No, you cannot say what you would or would not have done. You didn't live there. You didn't live in that time. You didn't grow up in that time. So you cannot say, well, I I wouldn't know. You cannot say you don't know. Even if it was right or wrong, you got to work within the world you live in. And there can be restrictions and limitations. And even today, it's the same way. But, but, we have something. We have freedom. Oh, I don't know if you heard that or not. I don't know if you heard that or not. I can preach this. Without soldiers coming down the aisle. And dragging me off. That's no small thing. Is that right? Even if leaders don't agree with what I'm saying. I can preach it and you can nod your head and say amen. Without you getting hauled off too. And I can still go to work on Monday. You can still go to work. Is that right? I can still own property. I can still grill. On the fourth. (laughs) Even if somebody don't agree with my so-called religion. Or my ideas. I got freedom. I said I got freedom. 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 Man. American citizens. 
in uniform, slogged through deserts and swamps. Are you listening? And fought and bled and died. No one should dare disparage such sacrifice and look back and mock and say, well, it should have been this or should have been. What have you done? How many countries have you helped found? I mean, if you read about some of this, you realize the people who, there were a lot of people that if they'd have stood up and said, well, we're going to start a country, nobody would even listen to them. They didn't, nobody knew them. They had no clout. They had no pull. But the people had to make a choice. And they knew when they went on the public record that if they're wrong, they will lose their family, they'll lose all their property, they'll lose their life. Were they perfect? By no stretch. But God used them. I said God used them. And here we are. In the United States of America, from sea to shining sea, huh? You can go anywhere you want. Go in any store you want. Is that right? Say whatever you want. Pray whatever you want. Preach whatever you want. Somebody should say, Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And since then, big changes, big movements toward righteousness and goodness and truth have been made. Ground has been lost, but you can get it back. I said you can get it back because we still got a country. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The Bible said concerning Jesus in Mark 6. Don't turn there. I'll just read it to you. Mark 6, 1 said, he, he went out from thence and came into his own country. His own country. And one of the things he said later in verse 4, he said, a prophet's not without honor, but in his own country. They didn't accept him initially. But he referred to his own country. Is it true that the times and the places and the boundaries are ordained of God? Why weren't you and I born in the 1200s? No air conditioning. I want to hear somebody say, yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to hear somebody say it real loud. Thank you. <laughs> Woo. Thank you, Lord. Take you a month to get out of town. <laughs> no airplanes, no cars. Mm. We, we, we could have been born at any point. You could have been born in any other part of the world. Should you be thankful? And I know you, your parents or, or your guardians or whoever helped rear you, you know, they weren't perfect. I know that. 
But every good thing and every useful thing and every benefit you should not forget and just cast aside and find fault with them and with other. Because if you hadn't had them, what would you have had? If you hadn't had a place to stay, where would you have been? And would you have survived? And they didn't abort you. Huh? They didn't abort you. And your your natural moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, your spiritual moms and dads. Huh? Should you say, thank you, Lord? Are they perfect? Do they know everything? No. Where are you going to find somebody? God uses what he has. Is that right? There's nobody who knows everything. There's nobody who hadn't made mistakes, hadn't been wrong about something. But to be unthankful and only to find fault and only to speak disparagingly of, and they could have done this and they should have done this, you weren't there. You weren't there. Well, I would have done. You don't know what you'd have done. Because if you'd have grew up differently in a different place, in a different time, you wouldn't see it like you do. You wouldn't think like you do. People, if the Lord tears is coming, people looking back at us. <laughs> huh? I said, I wonder why they thought like that. Well, they weren't here. Huh? Say it out loud, they weren't here. <laughs> Anybody can find fault and judge. That takes no effort, no faith, no commitment. No sacrifice. Huh? Anybody can find fault. It's easy. It's a lot harder to do better. Is that right? Because when you actually begin to do something and create something and build something, oh, brother, you get revelation. Is that right? It ain't just smooth sailing. And there's contradictions and there's conflict and there's opposition and you can get weary and tired. And because you didn't know everything, you could go, oops, that wasn't right. <laughs> huh? And you get more light down the road. But at least you're not sitting somewhere being unthankful, griping about everything. Should you be joined to something bigger than yourself, endeavoring to build something, not tear down, build something. Build something. Jesus said, on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Should you be instead of finding, I mean, you you can't find a church that has no uh, deficiency. Huh? You can't find leaders who never said something dumb. Can you? Where are you going to find people like that? If you found the perfect church, you can't join it. You'd mess it up. Is that right? (laughs) What's the problem? Finding fault. Judging. Complaining. 
murmuring, griping. And when you do that, you lose sight of all the good things that are there. And your understanding gets darkened and you stop seeing them. And you stop noticing them. And you become a mouthpiece for the enemy. And he's able to express his venom through you. Finding fault. Are there many reasons why the Lord told us? In everything. Huh? In everything, give thanks. Why? This is the will of God. The other's not the will of God. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Somebody say, thank you, Lord, for my country, for my town, for my people, for my family. Thank you, Lord, for every good thing, every good gift. Every complete gift has come only from you. And I am thankful. Hallelujah. Thankful I got clothes to wear. Thankful I'm eating today. Thankful I got a place to lay my head. Thankful I get to preach to beautiful people like you. That never bring any rocks. Never, never bring any rocks and just smile and say, hallelujah, amen. This is wonderful. This is a taste of heaven. Do you believe it or not? And when you start thinking that way and you start being thankful, instead of being darkened, you go the other way. You begin to be enlightened and in his light. We see light, and next thing you know, you're seeing answers, and you're seeing more, and you're seeing greater. Isn't that what the Lord said? Do you want to know how to enlarge your capacity to receive from me? Cultivate a lifestyle of thanksgiving. Stand up on your feet, and I want us to act on a couple of verses before we go today. Have you noticed in the Psalms... There's a lot of thanksgiving. Oh, my. 